Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto Today. Well, quite a week in healthcare with announcements about the province moving some surgeries and some things to private clinics that have to operate with a profit that have less overhead than our hospitals for sure, but get no public funding really at the end of the day. They've got to make it work on their own. They bill OHIP, but a lot like your dentist's office or your doctor's office, they're private entities. They pay their staff out of their own pockets. So there are some things that were misunderstood and certainly mischaracterized. It's bound to happen when politics intersects with important things like health care. We want to get your feel for it on the phones. And we had some real interesting phone calls about it. So I want you to hear some of those from today's Toronto Today. Just had a conversation with someone from the Ontario Nurses Association, and I want to turn that into a conversation about whether or not you're comfortable with our move forward. I've heard so many people say, boy, we have to fix health care, but that Doug Ford guy, I'm not sure he's the guy to do it. Well, he's the guy we voted for, and this is where we're at. And should feet be held to the fire? Figuratively. Figuratively, by the way. Figuratively. Um, if, if it doesn't work out, Yes. If the money doesn't go where he says it's going to go, yes. I mean, we're doing that with the green belt. We do that when things go wrong with education. I'm going to tell you again, we spend way, way, way too much of our own money already on health care, and we get very little back. I want value for service. You ask for this anywhere else. Some of the people complaining most about a mild tweak to help a surgery backlog from lockdowns and just from ineffective treatments beforehand. You'll be the loudest to complain when you get a new car experience, uh, buying experience that's lousy or a restaurant that's lousy or the airline loses your bags. I'm going to tell you again, acute care beds, we're 25th of 26 OECD countries, doctors, 26th of 28, MRI scanners, 21st of 24. We're bad at this. We're bad at this. And I am past the point, way past the point where I just, I can tolerate the idea of, I say, I say privatization and you get goosebumps. I say a second tier and you get triggered. And I say choice, choice. As long as we're not the United States, as long as people aren't falling through the cracks, I'll be the first to excoriate this provincial government if we head in that direction. But by the way, I'm telling you, this government will make some changes here and the next government especially if it's the Ontario Liberals, what I'm telling you is we won't go back to now. There's no going back. There can't be. We stink at this. We spend too much money. We get too little back. That's all there is. Now, there's legitimate questions about the nursing thing. Absolutely, there are. And I'm not sure what motivates somebody to come to Ontario. I think the nurses have been treated lousy in this province. I'll say it. I'm not some, you know, again, puppet. I'm not some shill. We've done our nurses dirty here. But you know where that comes from, too? The hospitals and the CEOs and the structure. We've hired a lot of vice presidents and not enough nurses. We give people bonuses for, um, you know, for, for being an executive of a hospital, and we're not paying nurses. So I think there's a lot we can do that ends up being differently. By the way, how difficult can it be to come from British Columbia and relearn the process of being a nurse. We don't ask this of any other industry. How different can medicine be? I just looked it up in the United States, by the way. There's a very easy process to transfer your license. It's almost like driving. By the way, we have a shortage of airline pilots right now. We don't say, you know what, you're a pilot in Ontario, but have you tried flying in Alberta? No, we don't. If you can do the job, you can do the job. 
And we've been holding up these international nurses and we've been holding and, and the idea that we would somehow not want to expedite good people, good men and women that want to come and work here, if they indeed do. I, I don't get it. I'm not sure what the win is. 416-870-6400 is the phone number. Want to get to some of your phone calls. Yeah, like an airline pilot, they'll tell you to move. Hey, great job in, in Toronto. We need you to move to uh, St. John, New Brunswick and fly a lot of... Fl- That's what Air Canada will do. That's what WestJet will do. They'll ask you to move. These things happen. Uh, Derek, you're on Toronto Today and 640 Toronto. Derek, thanks for the call. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Greg. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Good. Uh, so I was telling Sheba before that you unfortunately come off as a man of means when a lot of people don't have that. I have a, a line of credit that goes well over what I actually have in liquid assets. Um, if I choose to use that, I can, but I have to pay it back with interest. A lot of people do not have that. And to say that it would be nice to be able to have the, the luxury version of whatever thing you're having repaired uh, in order to heal it faster or whatever else is one thing, but a lot of people do not have that. If you're going to, if you're going to do this model, it has to at the very least be, be implemented with, uh, with a lot of regulation. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. And I'm telling you, a ton of European countries, they've figured it out. Germany, Italy, Denmark, they've figured out how to do it. Whichever way their government leans, left or right, they figured it out. And we don't even want to try to figure out what they've already become successful at. And I don't get it. There was nothing in the presser and nothing said so far in Doug Ford's press releases about any sort of regulation. And he diverted when they were talking about that. That's what scares me biggest. Well, it, it, but it, it, should, it should not scare you that he said right now there's no out-of-pocket costs. He said there is no you're – you're, you don't even have an option. Derek, if you, if you need a, an artificial hip someday, uh, if you need a knee replacement someday, Derek, I don't, want, I don't want you to have to wait 18 months for it. You sound like a good man that's done everything the right way. You pay your taxes. You provide to the system. You shouldn't have to wait 18 months for cataract surgery. That's, that's where I stand. And you will right now. I'm not the only one who's done everything right, but I'm also very luxurious in terms of what money is available, not necessarily what is mine, but what's available. A lot of people are not in that position. So it comes down to are we treated equally in healthcare, which in, with this model will be a no, I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and let's stay in touch on this. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate you listening to the show. And, and again, if we're wrong about this, that's one thing. Germany's threshold, by the way, Germany's threshold is about the equivalent of $68,000 Canadian. If you're under that line for a household income, we'll make sure you don't fall through the cracks. If you're above it and you want choice, we're not taking, we're not robbing Peter to pay Paul here. Some people are going to want choice. We are allowed it in every other single thing, housing, cars, travel, um, your workplace, your clothes. It's the only industry, and it's the most important industry, where you don't get choice. And what happens when when you don't get choice? Not enough money gets into the system. What happens when that happens? Longer waiting lists. What happens when that happens? People die. People are dying waiting for surgeries more in this country than any other OECD country you could name. And I'll go to the bank on that. And I want that to stop. I don't want that to happen. Christy, you're on 640 Toronto, Toronto Today. Thanks for the phone call. Go right ahead. Hi, yeah, the interview with the, that um, um, lady you had on, um, yes. respect her for being a nurse, but I don't understand why there are so many different regulatory bodies. Like you said just a few minutes ago, what's the difference between a, being a nurse in BC and being a nurse in Ontario? Our, our medical training, you know, whether you want to be a doctor or a nurse, uh, RN, like I get the difference of levels of nursing, but we're in Canada. 
if we have a crisis um, with our electrical grid, we can bring in people to help us in a in a you know in an ice storm. We don't have to say, oh, sorry, you can't come from. You Quebec nailed it, Christy. You, you're the like, smartest person I've talked to this week because you nailed it. We have we have a big storm in Charlottetown. We're already having people from Ontario and Quebec for Hurricane Fiona go out there to be ready to help them. We don't say, hey, can I see your electrical contractor's license? You need to take some testing before you come help us get the power grid back up. You nailed it. You hit it out of the park with that one. I think that people in these regulatory bodies need to um, take a step back and understand that they are part of the problem, in fact, that this power-hungry system we have, both in education and, and I'm a teacher and I'm saying this, yeah. both in education and in in healthcare, has got to stop. Like, we are in Canada. Why are the systems so different between provinces? Yeah. This is the problem from the top down in so in in some some of our key sectors. And I'll tell you and again, like Christy, it's health administrators. We have I'll say this about Germany. They have twice the population. We have ten times the number of VPs and presidents. I gotta keep going, Christy, but thank you for the phone call. Call of the week. You hit it out of the stadium. You could save money alone by the bloated number of people pushing paper around. Of course you need an HR department. Of course you need somebody to handle a charity. But we're paying these people through the nose, and there's so many of them. Hire more nurses. Hire more healthcare workers. Where's all this? I'll say it again. Where are all the hospital CEOs saying Bill 124 is a joke and Doug Ford should tear it up? They're pretty quiet because the game's working pretty well for all of them. It makes me ill. I don't want to feel ill on a Friday. I'll give you a couple text messages as well on this front. Um, I like this one. If a two-tier healthcare system guarantees myself and loved ones get in and get the services needed to help them or myself sooner than a year's wait, I'm all for it. I was one of those young fathers that paid extra out of pocket for a private room for my wife during all of our pregnancies. All of them? Yes, all of them. And would pay extra for the comfort and peace of mind knowing I'm getting the services I'm paying for. Public health care systems have nobody to blame but themselves and their upper management's inflated paychecks for the state of our health care system at this particular point in time. I get another one. These aren't this is I'm not filtering out the ones that are like, I love the system. Let's leave it. It's working great. There aren't any. Good morning, Greg. You're so right about the hospital structure. VPs and CEOs getting hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars per year. Bang on. Don't stop. I won't. It's important. It's important for all of us. We're all going to utilize this system someday. And I'd like to consider staying in Ontario. I'd love to live in Ontario my whole life. But I won't. I won't stay if this stays. Donna, you're on 640 Toronto. Thanks for waiting through the break, Donna. I really appreciate it. Go right ahead. Good morning, Greg. Hi. Um, Having had a knee replacement in 2019 and needing another one, well, probably sooner rather than later. Uh, I'm sorry to hear it. I'm quite happy. I I would go to a private clinic. I would go tomorrow and do it. What's your wait and time going to be for the your do you think for a knee a knee replacement? How long did I wait for the first one? And how long yeah, and how long do you think you're waiting waiting this time? It's probably more, right? Well, it will be more it'll be more with the backlog, but I'm waiting it out as long as I can because having one good knee as opposed to having two bad knees, I'm yeah. way more comfortable than I was. My first one I think I waited about 3 years um given when they decided I was going to have it done mm-hmm. and I waited that long. Yeah. And, of course, my private insurance paid for my pre- and post-rehab. Uh, they paid for my lovely um, ice machine that kept my knees. Um, oh, I'm getting one of those today. It's like a cryotherapy thing, right? Is it, it, oh, yeah, that's a 
fantastic. I'm getting. I'm picking it up at ten o'clock. For my own son had a knee surgery Tuesday, so. Oh yeah, you know what? And get him a heating blanket too, because he's gonna freeze to death. I froze. He's not. <laughs> he's not that special, Donna. Uh, anyway, thank you for the phone call, Donna. I got to move along. Listen, like it. This is where we're at. A group of people who who like the idea, who don't want to become the United States. Okay, gotcha. With you, hundred percent. I live there, hundred percent. That's fine. I had a, my first job. I made twenty seven thousand dollars. But I had great health care. I'm going to tell you that right now. I had great health care. If it's changed um, 25 years later, I'm the, I'll be the first to say so. But I had great health care. I was protected. There was nothing I couldn't get. But you pay sometimes out of pocket. I get that, that, that it, it, it wrecks some people's lives. I don't want that system. But we're here now where you've got to apologize because you think, I'd like to get my, my wife a private room when she's pregnant. You've got to apologize for saying, guess what? My kid had to wait four months for his knee surgery. I wouldn't have waited eight. I'd have gone to the States. And I just told you yesterday, 6,000 people, 60,000, sorry, 60,000 people drove to the United States or got to the United States somehow. We played you a clip of a woman that flew from BC to Oklahoma City. Who gets the healthcare money? They do. What do we lose out on? Um, That surgery. We need fewer doctors and nurses and surgeons if a bunch of us are going to the States because we can get it faster. Don't apologize. Don't apologize for where you live. Don't apologize for who you advocate for. Don't. Don't let them make you do that. That's all I got to say about that. Let me get one more in. Fine. Rick, you're on 640 Toronto. Uh, go right ahead, Rick. Thanks for the call. Hey, yes. I, I just remembered. Great topic. Thank you. Uh, this got about three or four years ago, maybe, in London. Somebody, one of the executives who was getting paid big dollars, didn't fulfill their contract, and well, they got a buyout for over four hundred thousand dollars. Yes, I I, yeah, I know the one you know, you're talking about, and they were getting COVID bonuses as well during during the pandemic. Like we're all made, trying to do more with less, and you're seeing they're adding infrastructure, Rick, to the hospitals. They're yeah. adding VPs. Why? I know, but you know what though? I remember when my well, my dad passed, but I remember when he was in the hospital. We had to figure out a, something, a meal plan. We had five people from the hospital in front of us talking about my dad's meal. Incredible. And I go, really? Yeah. We need that many people? My I mean, was the, it, was, it was unreal. Just, just being there Tuesday, I saw, I mentioned this yesterday. We went to uh, Scarborough Centenary. So many good people there. I want what's best for them. And I worry they're being slightly led astray. When politics interferes with health, I worry that they're slightly being led astray here. 